0: Welcome back to The Green on Delaware Public Media. I'm your host, Tom Byrne. For decades, it was nearly impossible to hear music written by Florence Price. Born in Arkansas in 1887, Price overcame the odds to eventually become the first black woman recognized as a symphonic composer and the first to have her compositions played by a major orchestra. Despite her accomplishments, most classical music gatekeepers have put her work aside. For this month, the all-female orchestra, Her Time 2020, honors Price with its Florence Price Snapshots of My Soul Concert at the Newark United Methodist Church on Sunday, February 18th at 3 p.m. In this edition of Arts Playlist, Delaware Public Media's Carl Lengel chats with Her Time 2020 director and conductor Rosaria Macherà about the concert and Florence Price's legacy.
1: You created this group to celebrate and commemorate the 100th anniversary of the ratification of the 19th Amendment. And that takes us to the history. Tell us a little bit more about her time 2020. The idea behind starting this specific all-female orchestra.
2: In 1872, a women's orchestra from Vienna toured the United States. And that gave women the idea to start their own orchestras because they were prohibited from performing with men and and professionally. So all the professionals were men. These orchestras developed all over the country, uh, Boston, Chicago, San Francisco, and they thrived from the 1880s to the 1930s. And then with the Second World War depleting the ranks of professional orchestras of men who were serving, that gave women opportunity to join professional orchestras. And then these orchestras pretty much faded. There are a handful left in the country. So in a homage to this practice of years ago, I thought, would it be cool to start my own orchestra? Uh, And that's what... And I used the anniversary of the 19th Amendment as a launchpad.
1: You currently serve as president of AFM Local 21 Musicians Union. You've been a contracted violinist with the Delaware Symphony Orchestra since 1988, directed the orchestras of Shumadil Middle School and New York High School for 30 plus years. As a violinist, quite a bit of training for this. Does this help you becoming a better conductor?
2: Oh, that's a really good question. I think so. Um, So I I, I came from the root of of a conservatory musician. And then when I graduated, I freelanced for a while and this opportunity came up to teach, which I took and thrived. I thought I was able to channel my creative side and then to share it with students and the the community. Then that sparked the degree in conducting, which came from the University of Delaware. I feel like it my path was not usual, but it, it it's made me well-rounded.
1: Let's talk a little bit about the parallel from conducting to educating. Tell us a little bit about your educational background and the experiences, some of those that you had that, um, that kind of parallel all of this and make you the professional that you are.
2: So when, when you become an educator, I, I think it's about sharing. So you have to have a love of something, uh, fill in the blank what, what your passion is, but then it's about sharing and there's pedagogical skills you learn about in the sharing part. And of course they, they would need to be modified. There are certain things, there's certain trajectories you would use for students that you might abbreviate for using with adults and professionals, but, but it is the same arc that I, as a musician have to have the entire creation in my head, finished. And then I, as a director, have to communicate that vision to students, professionals, in a way that's appropriate for the age group and the experience of that group.
1: Do you come to the same sort of satisfaction in both educating and playing professionally?
2: I I think professionally, it really is about the moment and the performance immediately. And, And with with students it's about relationships and building those relationships and inspiring and and pushing to the limit so that at the end there's that gestalt that they do more they accomplish more as as a group than they could as individuals i'm talking about the students well yeah i'm talking about the the orchestra too but it's 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 more critical there's more of a guiding process with the students. And what's really wonderful is that when you take them higher than they thought they could achieve, that gives them that sense of accomplishment. And that builds a bond that lasts for years. You know, you keep in touch with students. You've had that opportunity to make a difference in their lives.
1: Tell us a little bit about the concert. What do you think we might be in store for that day?
2: Concerts that I've developed are not just concerts they are educational events and that speaks to my background as a teacher so it there will be selections that Florence Price composed for different uh, size groups so we may have a small orchestra performing something we will have a soloist Makita Hampton performing as a soprano and she will be performing with piano and also with the orchestra we have a string quartet and a piano quintet performing. So there's this variety that we're trying to paint this picture of Florence Price over the trajectory of her life and her career. But in addition to that, I've written narration, which will follow the composer's life so that the audience, I wanna go deeper than program notes. So the audience will hear the narrator talking about Florence Price's life. And the narrative will, will be speaking in the first person. It will add that depth of understanding, hopefully, to the to the audience experience.
1: And a little bit more about Florence Price and why we're honoring her during Black History Month.
2: Florence Price was the first African-American woman to have her symphony performed by a major orchestra. And she was a bright and talented young lady. She graduated first in her class at age 14 first in her high school class, and then went on to the New England Conservatory to graduate with two degrees. Now, she had to achieve her place in history, in the musical history of the musical canon. She had to overcome prejudice of gender and race. In fact, I want to read a quote that she herself said that we will include in the production. But she said, I have two handicaps. I am a woman and I have some Negro blood in my veins. So when she went on after she graduated and establishing her career as a teacher, she, she was born and raised in uh, Little Rock, Arkansas, but there was a lot of racial unrest in 1927. So with her family, her husband and two children, they joined the great migration and went to Chicago and there her career thrived. She joined what is now called the Chicago Renaissance. And uh, she was very active in the National Association of Negro Musicians. And uh, in fact, we will be featuring some settings of poetry that she composed the accompaniment for. Poets such as Langston Hughes were featured. Um, So it was a thriving Chicago community that she was composing for but then after her death in 1953 she was born in 1887 after her death her music faded from popularity until 2009 when a house was being demolished and it had some of her papers and works inside and the and the new residents discovered this and and had the presence of mind to alert important music professionals about this discovery. So that launched her into this current fame and being accepted as a great musical composer.
0: Thanks to Her Time 2020 director and conductor Rosaria Macera and our Carl Lengel for joining us on Arts Playlist. To learn more about the Florence Price Snapshots of My Soul concert, visit the Greens page at delawarepublic.org. And we wrap up the green next with Enlighten Me and a conversation about Super Bowl commercials, the millions they cost to run, and what to expect from this year's lineup. This is The Green on Delaware Public Media.